0: Today, I'm talking to Drew Kahn, co-founder of Radiant44.com and actor based in Hollywood, California. And today we talk about how doing improv can dramatically improve your business and your career and how being prepared helps you to improvise better. Drew has used these skills to effectively communicate to property managers and help them have a healthier community and increase their ROI with his resident screening and prospect portal solution. If your applicants aren't applying online and signing leases digitally, then you're in the dark ages. Most clients that work with Radiant 44 save 15% or more on their background check costs. Welcome to another episode of Rent Bits Rental Talk. I am your host, Dan Doherty, and today I have the most famous actor that I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, I only know one, Drew Kahn here. He is an actor, uh, and he's also a co-founder of Radiant 44. Drew, thank you for stopping by the studio.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, uh, today um, we wanted to talk about a couple things. One, I wanted to leverage... Drew's acting experience and see how doing improv mm-hmm. can actually help in business, make your business more successful, and uh, even for your career, how can improv help? Um, Drew's been acting for how long now?
1: Oh my gosh, uh, 15 years? 15 years. Just about, yeah.
0: So he's done a lot of improv. Yep. Um, in fact, I have, uh, I, have a, I have. a little, little gift for you. One second, let me uh, let me pull it up here.
1: <laughs> I have been fantasizing about this for months. Forget it. I'm not here to fool around. I'm not fooling around. I need this. You're an idiot. You know that? Just shut up and give me a boost.
0: And that is Drew on House. Do you remember <laughs> doing that?
1: I do. I do. It was the coldest shoot I've ever done. It was uh, about 45 minutes north of L.A., and I could barely speak. It was freezing that day, but four hours in and out it was good.
0: So four hours. How much did you get paid?
1: Well, you still get paid residuals on that. So, well, oh, was really? Yeah, yeah. When you book a job, it pays well. So but. is that
0: is that where you pulled up in the uh, Cayenne?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Lambo? Yeah, for my acting work. That's that's just a huge money maker. <laughs> one of my one of my coaches always says there's two things in acting you should know. One, it's it's uh, very hard to make money, and two, you never you never know how you're doing when you're doing it. So Don't judge yourself. So it's kind of like if you want to be an actor or an artist, it's very tough to make a solid, consistent living. Even my friends who are, you know, leads on shows, their show ends and they're like, uh, I need a job. So So sad. It's crazy. Yeah. Hey, but it's fun. It's so fun.
0: Yeah. Well, well now you're, are you doing any more acting now or?
1: Yeah. I've been doing a lot of training and, um, and doing writing. So I'm, I'm planning to shoot something by the end of the year, an action comedy. And then, um, yeah, I always kind of say in the game, keep my my skills up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and it helps with business too, right?
1: It does, it does. Tell, and,
0: tell us a little more about Radiant 44.
1: Yeah, so Radiant 44 does, uh, we do online applications, background screening, e-lease, signing for property management companies. We also process rent payments, and then uh, we also do credit card processing for all businesses. So we have fashion brands to uh, uh, nutraceuticals to um, tech softwares, mobile apps, you name it, so. Yeah,
0: and, and I think you and I met I don't know, ten years ago. Yeah, Were you get pay lease back then, the or pay
1: lease? Yeah, PayLease.
0: So you've been doing the the payment processing uh, market for a while.
1: Yeah, for over ten years. So that was where I got my my big start in property management companies and selling to them and and working with them, and it's been a really cool ride. So
0: and that and that market keeps accelerating. You have a lot more residents. Wanting to pay their rent online, yeah. landlords are now. It's not as scary. I remember ten years ago, it was kind of scary. Like, wait a minute, do I give you my routing number and account number? Right, or, you
1: know, right, yeah. It's now. It's like, uh, it's why don't you pay your rent online? Or it's kind of crazy. Why, why don't you apply online for an apartment? So,
0: well, you know, I was at Whole Foods uh, last week, and oh yeah, so yeah, you eat? Uh, I eat at Whole Foods every day. <laughs> no, I was at Whole Foods, and uh, uh, a lady in front of me was paying with her check. And it took about five extra minutes.
1: <laughs> she had a little check holder for that thing. Yeah, <laughs> Busted out. Oh, I was
0: so frustrated. You know, has it happened to you?
1: Yeah. um, And Whole Foods? Sure, whatever. Yeah. There's there's just a, a person uh, who will bust out a check and, and that, or they can't find the check. First, they can't find the check. They're looking in the purse or their their pockets and they find their checkbook. And then about 20 minutes later, it's your turn to, to check out.
0: And then, do you pay? Do you pay with? Um, do you pay with your credit card now, or do you pay with your Apple Pay or Android Pay?
1: Yeah, I, I, uh, Apple Pay. I went to Europe um, a few months ago, and went through Spain and Portugal and, and France, and uh, everywhere has Apple Pay in Europe. Everywhere, like everywhere has it. In in the U.S., I feel like maybe twenty five percent of businesses at most right. do. So we're kind of behind the edge. With technology, for sure.
0: I've been I've been using the Android Pay pretty much everywhere that accepts it. It's so easy. It's so easy. Starbucks.
1: Starbucks is good. Whole Foods does it. Whole Foods does it. Yeah. Uh,
0: Whole Foods now that they are acquired by Amazon allows me to uh, have the what do they call it? What's the premiere of Amazon? You know where your Amazon premiere Prime. Prime. Yeah. Yeah. So Prime, you get like ten percent discounts or something. yeah, Amazon. I
1: have that little app too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's amazing. It's, it's great. uh The feature is f- fantastic. Are you doing any cryptocurrency?
1: No, I'm not. My, I a lot of friends are doing it. I just sort of wanted to watch, see what did, but no yeah. crypto. You?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I dabble a little bit. Of Bitcoin, ETH, BTC.
1: Were you early into that game?
0: Relatively. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I mean, That's not super great. early. Okay. But a lot of the poker players uh, mm-hmm. needed to have a knowledge of the cryptocurrency to play online, and a lot of the the poker players I play with um, have done quite well
1: and because crypto is secure online for the online poker it makes sense to to use that as a currency.
0: Yeah, yeah, it allowed uh poker players and poker sites to take money. Okay. Um in, in the form of BT uh, Bitcoin. Yeah, also known as BTC. Um which is like their ticker ticker the, symbol. The BTC and the DTC. In the DTC. Yeah. Denver Tech Center here. Woo. So let's um let's, let's talk about how we can actually do some improv. Yeah. Um, sure. Uh, I've never done improv. Yeah. I've always kind of, I grew up in LA and I kind of wanted to be an acting, but I was just a horrible actor. <laughs> um, <laughs> but improv, uh, I think just by looking at it, you know, what's, what's the TV show that does, uh, whose line is it anyway? Yeah. Love it. Love that show. It's, it's brilliant.
1: So brilliant. Yeah.
0: Um, and it's very, it's very difficult to do, but it, it stimulates your creativity Mm-hmm. Um, your public speaking skills. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways if you do this on a consistent basis that it can help your business and your career. That's right. Um, and for those that are listening, I wanted to to pick your brain and maybe do a a quick little test. Sure. Uh, of how we could improv or how others could leverage this technique and do it at work mm-hmm. or with their employees sure. or whatever it might be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you've always been a person that just knocked your headphone. I mean, your uh, mic, am I good?
0: Yeah, it's only $10,000. Jeez,
1: my bad. I'll leave now. Thanks. <laughs> um, but uh, you, I've always thought you have a person that you naturally do a lot of the skills you learn in improv very well. I think if you're in business, you're in sales, you're naturally listening and improvising and and, and moving things toward a, a certain objective. And and you're, the power of agreement is really huge. And you, you, I think you execute that well. Anyway, so in life, we improvise. It's already there. And when you're improvising for... Um, for like a, a, a entertainment you're acting and writing at the same time so there's just a structure to learn and when to do things basically it's a lot easier than people think but it takes hours and hours and hours of practice as you as anything else so that 10, hours towards improv is when you see this guy's in whose line so
0: well, well name this quote all the world is stage and all the men and women are merely players
1: uh i'm gonna go with uh our president
0: no shakespeare
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding i know it's shakespeare <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, no, but I, I as you were talking, I was thinking about that quote because sure. no matter what we're doing in life we're we're kind of acting right yeah. it, whether you're you're trying to get a job or you're selling uh, selling someone on your product or you're pitching investors, yeah, you have to act your role and understand yeah. kind of where you are, what your audience is, and so forth and and what you're saying is improv kind of helps you with that
1: it, it certainly does um it helps be present and just to listen and respond that's what it is so. Um, We can do an exercise if you want. Let's do it. There's a couple different ones we can do. Um, This is actually improvised on the spot. We're not planning this at all. So this is is already an improv. I like it. (laughs) Um, There's one called Yes And.
0: Yes And. Okay.
1: So the idea is, it's the first rule of improv is you don't say no. And what they mean is you don't negate what's going on. So let's say we're starting a scene and you say, hey, I love that purple shirt. And I I said, I'm not wearing a purple shirt. I'm negating the logic. So I'm negating you. It, It just kills every momentum. Maybe you have friends like this who they just negate everything that (laughs) that you say. Like this is not the best friend. So anyway, um, with that being said, like the yes and would be like you. I gave you you have a nice purple shirt on, and you're like yes, and it's my favorite because my grandma gave it to me. It's not funny, but it just it adds to what's going on, and it's kind of a nice little antidote to add in there. So. So this game is specifically to get in the mindset of saying yes. We, we say no a lot to ourselves and to others. So how do you get out of saying no and, and move things forward? Do
0: I have to ask a question in return?
1: So The way the game works is um, you can – we're best friends, and we're going to talk about something that happened. We're going to make it something that, something that happened. Like let's say you went out to uh, the airport yesterday. You flew in yesterday. We both know you flew in. You had the most crazy day of travel. And we know everything about what happened yesterday together. So whatever you say, I have to say yes and add to it. So if you said yesterday I went to – I flew in from Los Angeles, I would say yes, and it was an eight-hour flight. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's the game concept.
0: Got it. That's what we're doing right now.
1: Yes, we're right. doing it right now. So we're going to change the circumstance. I'm actually going to be the person. You get the yes and me on everything. Okay. Okay? Okay. So let's think of an event that, that we both know that happened.
0: Um, uh, what was the big event in Las Vegas? The, C, um, the CES?
1: CES. CD.
0: You know, the Consumer Electronics Show. CES. Yes.
1: C, yeah, CES. Yeah.
0: Yes. It's like the biggest in the world.
1: Great. Okay, we'll do that one. Okay, so I went there and you and I both, you know everything that happened.
0: Yes, but when we flew into the airport, we could not get a taxi.
1: Great. Um, yeah, and so we checked our Uber app and it was like not responding. We had no reception. We we're like in a dead zone.
0: Yes, I remember that. And and specifically it took about twenty minutes just for the app to actually register because there was, I think you said over hundred thousand people in that area.
1: Yeah, it was so consumed by people that we it it just was it was terrible, and what we did to, um, uh, to spend our time is we played the most mean game of paper, rock, scissors.
0: Yes, and do you remember who won?
1: Yes, I do. I I I felt like a sore winner when I, when I bragged to your face.
0: Yes, but you said you won, but you did not win.
1: Correct. Great. So that's an example. Okay. So the, so one thing to think about right there is the yes but. A but's a tricky... You're, because you're, you're, you're I'm, negating. Negating. You're, I'm negating. I'm negating. You're, you're saying yes to, to for the exercise.
0: But yeah. is negating that, yes. Right.
1: The logic of it. Got it. So you know, you, you that's that's our competitive nature right there, right? So you can also be like, uh, yes, and I had to let you win. You your ego is too huge. Something like that. So take that but turn it to an and and it solves everything. And that
0: makes your mind think differently. It's probably your right side of your brain thinking more creatively. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's left or right, who knows? But yeah, just not negating, like you said, by default. We want to be competitive. Right. And if you play the game correctly, it's changing your mindset on different things.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And it's not even correctly. It's just being present to, to what is, right? You did this at the top of this conversation, or just now. You said yes, and you, you do that naturally. But what's great about these games too that I find in my classes is it, is it raises all of my stuff to the top of how I operate, and then you get coached through it so you're more effective. So it's all about listening and responding, really. So if I'm on a sales call... Let's apply this to business, and the person says, "Like, you know, what, what's a, something someone could say in a sales call?"
0: Um, I already have a solution that solves my problems.
1: And they say, "Not, not a very good one." That's like that's negating it. So you really don't have that's that's not. going to – "Yeah, you do." And the last person I talked to said that actually uh, saved ten G's a month, whatever. So that's, a, that's another yes and. So you can apply those same principles to your communication or like relationships is just try yes and and your, your wife every just one day and you'll see the power of of that agreement.
0: I I do that now. And that's why we have such a successful relationship. Yes,
1: I do. And I, I, you were beaming with joy when I walked in here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is great. Is there, is there anything else? Is there another? um, Yeah,
1: man, there's so many. Um, I've done, go ahead. What's
0: that? I was going to say, as you're thinking about that, the the sales technique was interesting because Um, you can use that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, is is there, is there something related to sales that we can maybe do or leveraging silence to make a point? Or, um, is there like open-ended questions in sales works really, really well. Mm -hmm. Are there any techniques there that you can use in improv to really hone in on your salesmanship skills?
1: You know, that's a great question. Um, yes, there's, there's so many. And, one of the things I also did in addition to comedic improv, which is a game we were playing for comedic improv, is I did a lot of dramatic improv. And that's really about reading. You read your scene partner, you call their behavior, and then you express how it makes you feel. And that's the core of every acting moment is that. And so the ability to read someone uh, is so important for business. And you do this for poker, obviously. That's all you doing, is reading people and then adjusting to your read, right? So that exercise is really, really um, pretty fantastic for it um i think that that one's called repetition and you basically just repeat back and forth Ooh, but that's that's a tough one to start with you can't see if you can't see us so um let's let's keep going and then i'll think of a game okay. that comes up at a certain point okay but i would say this i would i would leave with just the idea of um of of putting yourself in a position to be uncomfortable and doing an improv class, doing an acting class, doing a, a public speaking class is going to enhance what you do. you do. You doing the podcast, I'm sure, is enhancing your communication, right? You're learning how to communicate. That's what these classes teach. And you playing poker, you probably have a ton of nuggets that you use for business on that that people don't even know, yes. right? Um, in fact, I, when I met you, I was, I'd never played poker,
0: did we play the first time in Vegas during one of the trade shows?
1: I hope not. You probably would have robbed me. I think I
0: won a hundred bucks from you.
1: You might have. Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> you did. And then I hunted you down after. That's right. Um, but uh, I started playing with some friends. And then my girlfriend and I were just in in, um, in Scottsdale for the Fiesta Bowl. And we ended up staying at this casino, on an Indian reservation. And she plays poker. She's really good. So we had this competitive thing going. And I went and played with the table. It was different playing in a casino versus playing with your friends. It's a lot more pressure, right? And uh, I ended up taking her money at the end. So she was... (laughs) Beginner's luck? (laughs) Beginner's luck, yeah.
0: Oh, (laughs) I remember uh, this must have been Vegas or one of the trade shows that we did for NARPOM. It was somewhere. And maybe it was the first or second time I met you. And even back then, you you were kind of... um, you were interesting to say the least, meaning you would say, "Hey, let's pretend we are life coaches for life coaches, <laughs> and uh, what we have to do is go up to X,Y,Z and, and tell them, really sell them on on, on how we be, can become their life coach, because we're life coaches of life coaches. right. Um, and I thought that was weird. <laughs> but then I thought this is actually really interesting because at the time you were really involved in acting. Yeah, you was and, and you're super acting or, super yep. acting. And you're just honing in on your skills sure. wherever you were, even out in public. Mm-hmm. And um and I thought, wow, this is actually quite interesting because I could tell you weren't afraid to go and talk to anyone, mm-hmm. um, which you needed, you know, if you're gonna be knocking on doors and and closing deals, you need to be able to get in front of people, talk to them. But I thought it was quite interesting how you did that just not saying, hey, this is what I do to practice my sales pitch. It was, let's let's get uncomfortable mm-hmm. and see what we can accomplish and what's the worst case scenario, you know? Right. Um, they, they turn us away. Yeah. But it was quite interesting. That was the first time I thought about doing improv differently or at least thinking of how you can hone in on your skills. Sure. By doing things creatively.
1: Right. Right. It, I, that's so funny. I I don't remember that. But, I, but I, I know that I've used it as a joke a lot uh, as my life coach for life coaches. And I think that um, getting uncomfortable.
0: You were also a cupcake entrepreneur.
1: Really? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
0: You had an empire of cupcakes.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. What was that like for you? Awkward. Super awkward. Yeah. How'd you do? Um, Did you pretend as well?
0: I, I I pretended maybe I was the the cupcake. Uh, I think I was the cupcake entrepreneur. Okay. Uh, and you were the you were the. Uh, I made
1: you the cupcake entrepreneur. Yeah, you made
0: me the cupcake, and you said, "Hey, you have a thousand um, cupcake stores locations, locations oh. worldwide." Wow. And and you were the life coach for life coaches
1: for life coaches. Yeah, which
0: was incredible. Yeah. And they have uh, those
1: now, by the way. Yeah,
0: I think I think we did it like four or five times in that night, and um, I probably failed. Two of the three, two of the four times, so I had a fifty percent success rate.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. Pretty... And you, you got a major investment from that. I,
0: I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so uh, that's so funny. Well, I, I I was definitely head on into acting at that point, and yeah, definitely practicing things out. But it does it does getting comfortable being uncomfortable is a huge thing for life. And I feel like I got really good at being uncomfortable. Um, and then you also make sure you're respectful to whomever you're 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 with. But uh, I also found that that's a nice freedom and I have confidence to have being comfortable, being uncomfortable. I'm sure poker you, makes you trigger that a lot or, or, or deal with that a lot. And then you bring that into, into your life. But, um, but I also found that like after a while you sort of like, if you let that muscle go, then like those, you're, uncom- you're you don't, you get comfortable being comfortable again. And that's, that's a place you don't want to be.
0: So for those that, get nervous you know a lot of entrepreneurs especially engineers but but even business the, the ceos and, yeah and so forth they especially in startups they get nervous speaking in front of large crowds or even one-on-one sure especially if they're trying to pitch their product maybe selling it or maybe they're trying to raise some money yeah um, do you have any suggestions or tips to help eliminate some of the nerves that someone might have mm-hmm. public speaking
1: i do Oh, did you want me to share?
0: Was that the awkward silence? The
1: awkward silence. Um, I do. I, my gosh, that's, for me, it's a muscle. Like if I'm not constantly working, being in front of people, um, it's where you put your time. So I I have a lot of time on the phone and sales and phone. So I'm 100% confident in that. Face to face, I don't have as many in person meetings as, as I used to. So, when I go to my acting classes and I'm constantly performing in front of people, I have a lot of breakthroughs and just an, I'm getting comfortable being in front of people. So I, I would say one, if, you ha- if you're if you in front of people when you get nervous speaking, like if you're, you're presenting for your company, quarterly meetings, I would I would really recommend taking like a public speaking class and just getting up. And, and it takes a couple months of doing that every week to really feel comfortable.
0: Like Toastmasters, would that be one?
1: I would do Toastmasters. If you're in a place that has Second City for improv or... Um, any of the improv schools, I would do that. Stand up. Whatever you want to do, just get in front of people and start failing. Just don't be afraid to fail or be afraid to fail and still do it. Just fail, 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 and you'll find a lot of confidence and you have the right coach that can kind of guide you on how to speak. But that really helps me a lot. And then just keep doing it over and over. When I first started selling and doing meetings with companies, I remember I was 22. I was selling copiers in LA, and I was so nervous. I would go in the meetings and just shut down. And that can still happen. I can still get really nervous. And I was nervous at the top of this podcast, actually. But I find that if you just get your, your attention off yourself, you focus on the person. Remember, you're there, there to serve them. Actually breathe. Take a minute. It has a huge impact. Um, So there's some there's some things there.
0: Uh, those, those are good uh, tips and, and uh, preparation. So unfortunately, you couldn't prepare for this podcast because nope. we – are improv and we don't have any notes or there's questions last minute. There's hey, there's last minute. Yep. Um, so that, that kind of, uh, enhances anxiety. But for those that, um, what I found to help me sure. is just to know your stuff. So if mm-hmm. you're doing a, a 10 deck pitch to an investor, for example, you should know every single potential question that might be asked. Um, obviously your, your pitch deck doesn't have everything on it. It should be, um, Guy Kawasaki does a great, um, he, he he recommends doing a 10-20-30 a for your investment deck. And that's make it 10 slides, 20 font, and have it not go over 30 minutes. So 10-20-30. Love that. So when you do that, one, you know your audience. You don't have a lot of text. So you need to know your stuff. You know, you might just have a slide of growth and it, maybe it's a chart. You, you need to know what your customer acquisition cost is, your lifetime value. So just know everything. And, and, and I found that public speaking, when you know more, you feel more confident, and it tends to go a lot better. I also visualize everything that I do beforehand. Mm. Um, maybe that's from playing sports, playing baseball. Mm-hmm. I, I, would, uh, I would visualize the entire game the night before knowing what every at-bat should be mm. and visualizing it.
1: What was your batting average that year?
0: Uh, Three fifty or so.
1: That's great. Yeah. That's a really good. I mean, though, that's the best lesson right there. What you said. I mean, uh, if you aren't prepared, you don't have a plan, and you're walking into meetings, whether it's you're pitching somebody or selling somebody or whatever you're doing, then you're leaving it up to luck and chance. And unless you're that good, you've done it for that long, but you have to know everything. You got to write out what are the responses. If you're pitching for a company, you haven't watched every Shark Tank, I know it's a little cheesy, then you're hurting yourself. If you haven't watched every profit, you're hurting yourself. You should watch every show, do all your research, learn the questions that they're asking, have, that re- have responses written down, get feedback on those responses. Be so prepared so when you walk in, you're like you're, even if your nerves are super high, your 120% preparation takes down 100%. You're still good to go. Right. So and we as an actor, we deal with that and preparing your lines. Um, Every scene, even though it's scripted, is improvised. The behavior is improvised. But I also have to know what my framework is. I have to know my my plan and how I'm going to accomplish that. So having those lines memorized 120%, like when I walk into a room, my IQ drops 20 points, right? You just The nerves hit, and then you can't respond as intelligently as you want to. So having that preparation allows you – over-prepare actually allows you to have that IQ drop, so to speak, and then – still be very, very effective. And most of the time, like I said, you don't know how you're doing when you're doing it.
0: You think you're doing worse. Does that happen to you? All the time. Where you think, oh, they're judging me. Um, uh, I just said too many ums, ands, ifs, buts. They don't know what I'm talking about. I'm talking too much. And then at the end of the day, if you saw yourself on a video, Mm -hmm. that's all in your head.
1: A lot of it is. Most of it. uh, Most of it is. And the times when you, when you nailed it, you probably didn't.
0: You probably didn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it's kind of crazy. Isn't it? But, but at the end of the day, the audience is rooting for you. They don't want you to fail.
1: Yeah. They're giving their time to you. They're <laughs> right. not like, hopefully this person just sucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. So think about that. If you have to speak in front of a thousand people or a hundred people or 20 people, they want you to succeed and they want to learn something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. I, I also found, again, it's like practice, like a proper training if you're speaking in front of people. I did a lot of... uh Personal development work at Landmark, and I did some of their leadership training, and I found that getting in front of people in an audience, connecting people, being vulnerable, letting people in, worked a lot better for me than like picture everyone in their underwear. I'm like, I don't want to picture you in your underwear, Dan.
0: Right. You know. So right. Yeah.
1: I, I want to just be focused, be present, and deserve you. Me so, too. Yeah, yeah.
0: That helps a lot. Yeah. We we don't have that much time, but okay. I wanted to wrap it up with maybe one more improv test if you have one. Yeah. Um, that others that are listening could sure. use. And then I did have a question about rating 44. What, what is 44? What does that mean?
1: Okay. So my, my mom, my aunt, my uncle all went to Syracuse. And then one of our other partner's wife is from Syracuse. So um, 44 at Syracuse is the number that they give the elite athletes, like Jim Brown. Oh. Okay. So um, we want, you know, it, it signals excellence. Got it. We want our clients to radiate excellence. And our solutions are going to help you do that. So, Radiant Forty Four, cool. Radiant Excellence, yeah, that's good. Yeah, A
0: little story, A
1: little story. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Thanks.
0: All right, let's try to do one more then.
1: One more improv game. Okay. Um, this one's kind of funny, but uh, it's not going to help for business, maybe. But the idea that when you do an improv scene is you want to be in the location, right? So. And then you want to also have objects. You want to create the location and make it real for the audience. So they think, oh my gosh, a person's in a classroom. Okay. Okay. Got it. So there's this ga- game called Location Thunderdome. It's really funny. So if we were in a class, you'd, you'd have like people challenging the people. But you and I are in um, – we're sitting here, and we're going to pick a location. In this example, it's, it's a classroom. And we trade off by naming objects in the location. So if you say – Um, if you say, uh, like you can say that the clock that resides, that ticks, you know, in in a classroom, then I would say a pencil, then you would say a desk. And then I might say the chalkboard, so on and so forth. And the idea is to stump the other person. So if you repeat an answer, you're, you're out. If you delay more than five seconds, you're out. Or if you say an object that shouldn't be there, like, let's say a disco ball, then you can, you get a chance to justify yourself and everyone votes whether it's yay or nay. Got it. So if I said a disco ball... It'd be like, uh, well, that doesn't make any sense. The classroom. You're like, well, I grew up in the 70s. We had every classroom at disco ball. That makes sense. Okay. So it's a pretty fun game. The idea is it gets your mind thinking quickly, and the you can't say a, a person. Okay. So you can't say the teacher it won't be an object, and then you have the more specific you are, the funnier it usually is. Okay. So if I said like, you know, um, a world map, those world maps, and I went to detail on the world map, they would probably crack you up at right. that point. So. right. Okay. So pick a location.
0: Anywhere somewhere in the that would,
1: Yeah, it would fit in this room. Somewhere oh, okay. Um, like, not, like a, it could be a bar. It could be a boat. It could be whatever you want. Uh,
0: let's do uh, – I don't know. Let's do uh, – I was going to say casino, but that's too big. Let's do um, –
1: <laughs> You could do like a, like a poker room. Poker room? Like at a casino. Okay. <laughs> You'll know that so well. That'll be so hard though Look for it, you. Let's yeah, say, do
0: something that, that we both know.
1: Like a common, a common room yeah. that people could picture. Um, like a, like a
0: Starbucks cafe. Sure. Something like that.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's like endless that's, right there. Yeah,
0: that's good. Okay. Okay, Starbucks cafe. Okay. You go first.
1: Okay. Those little uh, uh, stuffers that stuff your coffee cup—those green little, so you don't spill your coffee. I don't know what they're called, stuffers.
0: A uh, a barista that is wearing a green apron.
1: So the green apron on the barista because you can't do people.
0: I can't do people. Okay, so the green apron on the uh, on the floor. On the floor, I can't be on the people. Got it. Great. Okay.
1: Love it. All right. Uh, I would do okay, um, the cash register with the Apple Pay that's connected to it.
0: A caramel macchiato two pump vanilla latte. The pump. Yep. Oh, the pump.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the little pumpies. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the like with those like black trash cans with a silver top that say push on it. You push the little square in it.
0: A variety of different types of computers. Okay. On all the desks.
1: Yeah. Uh, A little sticky note next to one of the computers that says Seek investment now. Funds going out.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Uh, A a self charging station for phones.
1: (laughs) For charging yourself? (laughs) Yes. A cell phone phone charging station. Do they have those in Starbucks?
0: Sure. The, the high end ones
1: <laughs> in San <laughs> Francisco. Don't look now. Look next year. Um, okay. Um, it's just like a, an actual coffee cup.
0: The um, four digit code lock that is on every single bathroom door where you no longer need it's a four digit <laughs> code because it's disabled. Since now anyone can enter a bathroom. I love it. Even without paying for coffee.
1: Yep. Yep, and on the outside of that door, there's like a crumpled up used like brown paper. Always. Yeah.
0: Yeah, with, with the Starbucks logo on Yeah,
1: Starbucks logo. Like the person just couldn't make it to the trash can.
0: Uh, I see a variety of different uh, really hip headphones with a microphone that goes right in front of one's mouth.
1: Okay, nice. Uh, how about like those two – a set of two leather chairs that are awkwardly Always. placed that you can never really work out of?
0: Right, yeah. Always. Uh, What about the uh, what about the chairs when moved make the loudest sound in the history of sounds? And when you're on a phone call, you just go crazy.
1: Yes, yeah, like so. You're saying it's like the the um, it's left like like scratch marks on the ground,
0: (laughs) and you're like just pick up the chair, please.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Okay, great. How about like an awkward triangle type table that's in between the chairs
0: yep yep how about the the music that is blaring that you just inevitably hate the speaker the speaker and it's yeah. always right above you yeah no matter where you're positioned within yeah. the Starbucks
1: yeah uh, there's a um, a CD set for a Christmas jazz CD set you can buy for 19.99.
0: ooh there's a crispy uh, crispy I think it's called the crispy marshmallow crisps you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. ooh those mm-hmm. are
1: good how about bo- uh, water in a box. A like box water? They sell that?
0: Uh, water in a box. You don't know?
1: No. Just like in the section where you buy stuff.
0: Chocolate. Teddy bears.
1: Okay. Uh, on the there's like the, the actual stand where they sell all the op- all the ancillary items. Yeah. The Actual stand. The stand. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a shelving unit from IKEA.
0: What about the gift cards?
1: Yeah, yeah, the gift cards are great. Um, I'd say an hairnet on the floor from a oh, from the night manager.
0: Uh, inevitably, there's always at least a cup, um, uh, maybe a wrapper for for your food, and it's always around the <laughs> the, uh, the trash cans. It's never in it.
1: There's wrappers all around. How about the uh, the sleeves that keep your hands nice and not too hot? That's a coffee sleeve. Yeah. So this can go forever. Go forever. So yeah, there you go.
0: Cut. So that's it, and then you just keep going until, until we lose. Usually, but You're just getting creative on it.
1: Yeah. Usually, someone's gonna repeat it. they're gonna say, someone's gonna stomp. Stomp. Yeah. But,
0: but that one was that one was just there's so many things that you could talk so about. So many things. Yeah. yeah.
1: But we've we done it before in a boat, like like a, a boat. It's like there's like a life jacket. And there's two beers left over from the night before. There's all sorts of stuff. So it kind
0: of it tells a story.
1: Yeah. Idea. Collectively. It, yeah. So if we're on stage we know our brains are already thinking in terms of objects and a location. So we can start a scene and start touching, imagining objects and it really creates the the place for the audience. It's really, and they, they can recognize it too. It's a really fun thing to do in improv.
0: This is great. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, uh, we're out of time. Thank you. But uh, this was great. I think uh, the improv is interesting. If there's any more, that you think of where it just shoot me an email and I'll, and I'll post this on the, on the podcast as well. Yeah. But if there's any other quick ones like that, that you think can help. Sure. um, Even bonding, even, even team building. um, This would be great for a company to go down to in Denver. I think we have an improv. Mm -hmm. That'd be fun for a couple hours. You get the team out there and, and do improv.
1: Yeah. You can actually hire, you know, these improv places to come in and do some workshops with your team. I think it's great. It's really fun. It's uncomfortable. But then to go to the comedy sh- uh, show you're saying too, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Go do it. Huh. Go laugh. Good work. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Well, we'll uh, that was a slight awkward pause Bye. at the
1: end. Bye.
0: Oh, thanks, Drew. Have a good one.
1: Thanks, Dan. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Go to rentbits.com forward slash podcast for show notes and more.